It's Saturday, November 16th, 2019, 53 days into the impeachment saga, and this is Impeachment Today. Good morning, I'm Hayes Brown, reporter and editor at BuzzFeed News. Yes, I know it is the weekend, but we didn't want to wait until Monday to help you understand what went on in the second day of historic impeachment hearings on the Hill. Yesterday, the Intelligence Committee and all of America heard from Marie Yovanovitch, the former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. So let's get right to it. Yovanovitch testified for five-ish hours on Friday. She strongly defended her fellow diplomats and pushed back on the many lies that Rudy Giuliani helped spread to discredit her. The bulk of the questioning from the Democrats led Yovanovitch through that chain of lies and how it ultimately led to the president recalling her from her post. This is Yovanovitch answering questions from Adam Schiff, the chair of the House Intelligence Committee. In the face of this smear campaign, did colleagues at the State Department try to get a statement of support for you from Secretary Pompeo? Yes. Were they successful? No. Did you come to learn that they couldn't issue such a statement because they feared it would be undercut by the president? Yes. And then were you told that though you had done nothing wrong, you did not enjoy the confidence of the president and could no longer serve as ambassador? Yes, that is correct. Then, after establishing that chain of events, Schiff prompted Yovanovitch to identify whomst was ultimately responsible for it. And in fact, you flew home from Kiev on the same day as the inauguration of Ukraine's new president? That's true. That inauguration was attended by uh, three who have become known as the Three Amigos, Ambassadors Sondland, Volker, and Perry, was it? Yes. And three days after that inauguration, in a meeting with President Trump, are you aware that the president designated these three amigos to coordinate Ukraine policy with Rudy Giuliani? Since then, I've become aware of that. This is the same Rudy Giuliani who orchestrated the smear campaign against you? Yes. Uh, And the same Rudy Giuliani who, during the now infamous July 25th phone call, the president recommended to Zelensky in the context of the two investigations the president wanted into the 2016 election and the Bidens? Yes. Republicans, in turn, argued that presidents have the right to remove ambassadors whenever they want, which is true. But Yovanovitch had a near-perfect rebuttal to that point. We don't dispute that the president has the right to withdraw an ambassador at any time for any reason. But what I do wonder is why it was necessary to smear my reputation. Their lawyer also tried to get Yovanovitch to say that the president was right to be worried about corruption in Ukraine and that Burisma, the company that employed Joe Biden's son, Hunter, was bad. Now, again, that's very true. The founder of Burisma, which is a natural gas company in Ukraine, is pretty shady. But here's what she said about corruption more broadly in Ukraine. Yeah, corruption's endemic in the country of Ukraine, right? I would say that corruption is a serious issue uh, everywhere in the former Soviet Union. It's a post-Soviet legacy, and uh, we talk about it a lot in Ukraine because there's actually an opportunity to do something, to actually help the Ukrainians tackle the issue. They want to tackle the issue. In other countries, like Russia, you can't even talk about it. So I think it's a post-Soviet legacy, and it's important to deal with it. And that's where things break down for the Republicans in this case. Ukraine had a government that actually wanted to fight corruption. But instead of embracing that, President Trump singled out one company purely because of its relationship to his personal political rival. As Yovanovitch explained in her testimony, there are above-board ways to work with countries to launch investigations. Those were not followed here. 
Also pretty bad for America and the world at large when U.S. diplomats can be fired based on a campaign of lies. It's demoralizing, it hurts U.S. interests, as it lets people push for their own personal enrichment. Now, unlike Wednesday's hearing, President Trump actually tweeted about Friday's testimony as it happened. He wrote, Everywhere Marie Ivanovich went turned bad. She started off in Somalia. How did that go? Then fast forward to Ukraine, where the new Ukrainian president spoke unfavorably about her in my second phone call with him. It is a U.S. president's absolute right to appoint ambassadors. Not a great plan on the part of the president, because Schiff then gave Ivanovich a chance to respond to the tweet. Then they had this exchange. President real time is attacking you. What effect do you think that has on other witnesses' willingness to come forward and expose wrongdoing? Well, uh, it's very intimidating. It's designed to intimidate, is it not? I, I mean, I can't speak to what the president is trying to do, but I think the effect is to be intimidating. Well, I want to let you know, Ambassador, that some of us here take witness intimidation very, very seriously. When the hearing finally ended at 3.20 p.m., the assembled crowd of onlookers and supporters in the committee room gave Yovanovitch a standing ovation as she exited the room. Okay, that was the news surrounding the hearing. Here's the noise. In a standout moment from the hearing, the chair of the committee, Adam Schiff, stopped GOP representative Elise Stefanik from asking a question, and it went viral among conservatives and right-wing commenters. Take a listen. I know, Ms. Stefanik, you had a, a few quick questions for the ambassador. Yield to you, Ms. Stefanik. Thank you, Mr. Nunez. Ambassador Ivanovich, thank you for being here today. The gentlewoman was suspended. What is the interruption for this time? It is our time. The gentlewoman was suspended. You're not recognized. Mr. Nunez, you are minority counsel. I just recognized. Under the House Resolution 660, you are not allowed to yield time except to minority counsel. The ranking member You're yielded time to another member of Congress. No, that is not accurate. You're gagging the young that is accurate. New York. Ambassador Ivanovich, I want to thank you for being here today. You're not recognized. Now, as you may have heard in there, despite their insistence that Schiff was silencing Republicans, he was just following the rules. The first 45 minutes of each hearing is for the chair, the ranking member, or lawyers on either side to ask questions. And that's it. And Stefanik probably knew that. Jury is out on Nunez. Meanwhile, the White House released a transcript of Trump's first call with Ukraine's President Zelensky that took place in May, two months before the second call that is at the center of the inquiry. Ranking member Devin Nunez read that call into the congressional record, and this line in particular got a reaction on Twitter. The president, well, I agree with you about your country, and I look forward to it. When I owned Miss Universe, they always had great people. Ukraine always very well represented, was always very well represented. Neat. More importantly, though, the White House said at the time in a readout of the call, Trump offered his, quote, unwavering support of the United States for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity and his willingness to work with Zelensky on reforms. Except he said none of those things based on the transcript that was released. So not sure how much this helps his case. And now, if you want just data, science, numbers, we have today's reading from our nixometer. Well, I'm not a crook. On our scale of zero is a normal day in a normal White House, 10 is President Richard Nixon resigning and flying away in Marine One. This weekend morning, we are at a 6.5. With two public hearings down, it's pretty clear where the Democrats are going with this. What we don't know yet is how these hearings are playing with the broader public who may be struggling to see the bigger picture as the pieces of the case are laid out. With three days of hearings ahead, though, we'll see if the arguments break through or if, as Republicans are already claiming, it's too boring to follow. Okay, that's it for this bonus update. 
As always, be sure to subscribe to Impeachment Today on the iHeartRadio app or Apple Podcasts. And uh, please maybe leave a rating and a review. Also, tell your friends about the show. And if you really want to show us some love, go to support.buzzfeednews.com and toss in a few bucks. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys again on Monday, which will be here far too soon. Conquer your New Year's resolutions with the Before Breakfast podcast. In each bite-sized daily episode, you'll learn how to make the most of your time with practical tools to help you feel less busy and get more done. Listen to Before Breakfast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch. Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep. Leaping grab Devontae Adams. Plus watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow. Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today.